A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My next guest spent many years working in the movie business as an assistant director before making the move into producing, setting up his own production company in 2006, Bedlam Productions. In 2009, he produced the British thriller Exam, which was nominated for a BAFTA and won Spirit and Dinard Awards. International recognition followed soon after with the record-breaking, critically acclaimed film The King's Speech, which went on to become the highest grossing British independent film of all time, winning seven and BAFTA's four Academy Awards including Best Film. Since then he's gone on to produce highly acclaimed works, uh, the drama Zaytown, the first film to be made under the UK-Israeli co-production treaty that picked up an award at Toronto International Film Festival and also the BAFTA nominated war movie Kajaki. Now he's getting ready to shoot a wildlife drama movie Cheetah. He's launched a crowdfunding campaign to support the production. I'm delighted to be joined by BAFTA Academy Award winning producer Gareth Ellis Unwin. How are you doing, Gareth? Good morning, Sinead. I'm well. It's a real pleasure to have you on the show. We are big, big movie fans on this show. Huge fans of The King's Speech, which is just an outstanding film. But before we get into all that, take me back, because I heard that you were destined for a career in sport initially. What made you abandon that and pursue a career in TV and movies? Uh, well, funnily enough, um, to look at me now, you'd never think that professional sport was probably going to be my future future <laughs> career. Um, but no, I, I, I basically I played rugby to quite a high level, but um, got into playing ice hockey as a as a young man, but uh, damaged my right hand quite uh, quite badly in a in an accident, and so that sort of curtailed the uh, the ambition of professional sport, unfortunately. But opened up uh, opportunity in in other areas. And this is kind of what led you into to, to the film business. Now, I know that you started off as a runner pretty much straight out of college. And I love that idea, you know, of somebody who's incredibly successful, started off, you know, though on the bottom rung of the ladder. You really learned the craft from the ground up. Absolutely. And, you know, it still remains a, you know, viable and um you know understood access points into the industry you know we all start somewhere and even those that hold the loftiest sort of positions probably started off making the cups of tea and you know doing the photocopy run and picking up lunch and those things um so yeah it gave me really really good grounding in in how the uh, how the industry could work i got to see it from the from the floor up as it were and you know you spent many years then as assistant director how did the move into producing movies and setting up your own production company come about 
Well, it was, it was one of those interesting moments um, where you sort of see yourself presented with 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 a choice between uh, continuing uh, a career that was very you know really successful. I was travelling the world. I was getting to work on all sorts of big uh, big films uh, all across the globe. Um, but I wasn't actually making the stories myself. You know, I was mm. there as a as a technician, someone that, that was quite often bussed in to try and sort out problems. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I built a bit of a reputation as the the person that could be flown in at the last minute and try and sort of get projects back on track um, but they weren't my stories you know I, mm. I enjoyed you know doing a really good job for, for those that had, had produced or commissioned the the scripts but they weren't necessarily the stories that I wanted to tell so with my um, best friend from film school Simon Egan we decided we would set up our own production company in, in Bedlam and that gave us the opportunity to develop content that were the stories that we wanted to share with the world so we became um, the owners and authors of the types of of stories that we would tell. And you've done such varied and interesting work, but I have to chat to you about The King's Speech, which was a phenomenal success. That movie has had, uh, you know, just audience captured. I really do think so. And it's going to be one of those movies that's going to be a classic piece of cinema. How did the opportunity to produce The King's Speech come about? Well, it's funny, Sinead, you know, it's it, we're in the 10th year anniversary, so it sort of feels like I'm digging into the, the past <laughs> to, to sort of rehash these stories. But but yeah, it was just a, it was a brilliant part of uh, part of Simon and my um, producing career. So we were offered it as a, as an unproduced stage play. Initially, it was just um, all of the scenes that take place in the therapy room, mm. and uh, it was the writer's agent that had uh, sent us the stage play to see whether we were we were interested. And I remember sort of sitting down on a Saturday afternoon with a strong cup of coffee and read it into read it twice back to back, and just couldn't couldn't stop thinking about the uh, the, the possibility of adapting it for for the screen. And it was a a story I wasn't aware of you know I, mm. I didn't know the the story of Bertie and the therapy sessions with Lionel Logue um, I loved the sort of you know adversity angle the sort of universals the universal theme that everyone has something in their life that's a challenge it doesn't matter whether you're a king of England or whether you're just another person on the street you know we all face challenges and difficulties and it was through the friendship that was forged between Lionel Logue and Bertie that that Bertie was able to to overcome those challenges and I think it's that it's that spirit that people really got uh, into that, that sort of captured the hearts and minds of the audience that sort of triumph against adversity story. Oh really and and really when he at the end when he does the speech oh my god tears just tears it's just fantastic it really is um, I, I mean winning you know any awards is amazing but this movie has picked up you know seven BAFTAs four Oscars what is it like though to stand on the Oscar stage and have Steven Spielberg hand you an Oscar for best film I mean that must be like mom I've made it <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it was a real sort of pinch me moment and funnily enough I, I have a little clip in my showreel that I use when I'm going out to to schools and colleges and trying to encourage that next generation of filmmakers that that you know I, I say it was a childhood ambition that came true that night and I sometimes watch that clip and think hang on was it real did it really happen are they going to take it off me um, but no it was amazing I think that the, the lasting memory was being in the um, in the auditorium and having two concerns one was that the orchestra were going to start playing before I'd finished my speech <laughs> and the second thing was that my wife and and Simon's wife were were stood on their chairs at the back of the auditorium sort of whooping and hollering and I was like right oh, good 
gosh, she's going to get ejected in a minute. She's going to get turned <laughs> out for turfed out for misbehaviour. But yeah, no, an amazing night and uh, an amazing part of our lives, really. And, uh, you know, you mentioned young people and this is something that um, I, I, you know, when I read this about you, I just thought this is fantastic because you're incredibly supportive of young people trying to get a foot in the door in the industry. And you do so much work with Screen Skills, which is a really important organisation. Give us, tell us a little bit about this and why is it important for you to, to support the next generation? Well, the Screen Skills is the, the, the UK-based charity that helps enable those that want to consider a career in the screen industries. And by screen, I mean film, TV, high-end TV, scripted, children's animation and, and games. But we also support the existing workforce, so those that find themselves in a career in those industries and need help to sort of find that next step in terms of career progression or training. Um, and I think, you know, my passion for this comes from a couple of different places. One, you know, I didn't know anyone in the industry when when I started mum and dad were teachers I grew up on a council estate in Slough I, I didn't really have the the access points and I thought that you know the screen industries were for other folk they were for for people different to me um, and you know I was able to crack it and I want to just try and help lay the foundations to make sure that future filmmakers um, who have their own stories to tell um, are supported in in coming into our industry so that's the the sort of the the, the warm and fuzzy reasons for doing it but the mm. other the other reason is there's there's you know real commercial need for this yeah. the screen industries across europe you know sort of ireland uk and beyond are in a massive boom at the moment the world has never been a hungrier consumer of content and so there's a real commercial imperative that we continue to um, deliver this talent delivery pipeline that sees new people coming into the industry and arriving with their stories and their way of working and you know their insight and their heritage and and that's 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 equally important so it comes from a sort of altruistic place and also uh, a very commercial place and it's fantastic to see it really is and this it brings me nicely actually to the next project because it's something again that you are I suppose at the cutting edge of doing something different within the industry you are getting ready to shoot a, a wildlife drama piece called Cheetah you've teamed up with the outstanding global and environmental arts company to work on this tell me about this project and how it came about yeah, sure. So it's an interesting one. I mean, at the, at the outset of lockdown, um, like with many creative folk, you know, we suddenly had this this bit of extra time on the hands. You know, I wasn't commuting into London for an hour and a half each way each day and, you know, really wanted to make sure that I used the time effectively because chances are that I'd never see a period of uh, work hiatus like this again in my, in, my, in my life. And I'd been pitched an idea um, by a playwright called Rick Edelman and he and his husband, Nigel, who are outstanding global, um, brought me this brilliant story uh, about the Asiatic cheetah. And for, for those that aren't aware, the Asiatic cheetah is probably one of the most endangered mammals on the face of the earth at the moment. There's less than 50 of them um, left or in, in their, their local habitat. Nice. And that local habitat is specific to northern Iran. They've, um, they used to be all over Europe, into southern Russia and down into Africa, but they're now localised in northern Iran and there are a number of challenges in terms of conserving this this beautiful creature and it is at near extinction like I said fewer than 50 are, are, are suspected of, of being um, in existence at the moment so we thought that through the broader medium of cinema we would be able to tell this story in um, a not too political way 
where we could highlight the plight of this particular mammal and try and encourage sufficient amounts of people to care enough um, to support the project and that that was where the the idea of the crowdfunding campaign came from um, from those that for those that, that, that don't know that how crowdfunding works yes. basically you know a, a typical movie will seek to find its finance from asking a few people for lots of money um, and they might be you know the studios or the broadcasters or the streamers crowdfunding sort of turns that on its head and basically asks lots and lots and lots of people for smaller amounts of money so you're sort of turning the uh, the, the 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 financing model on its head and we launched the crowdfunding seven weeks ago we're actually into our last week so getting to to talk to you today is really opportune we've got one week left to run i'm pleased to say that we're knocking at the door of being 90 percent funded so we're hoping oh, with a big fantastic. shove yeah from everyone we can we can get over the line and by thursday of next week when the campaign closes we will touch wood i'm touching literally every bit of my office <laughs> desk and other um that we'll be at our our target and we can move on to the 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 next phase of the the show and you know i've i love crowdfunding i've supported a few projects to crowdfunding and it's a lovely thing to do because you feel like you're more part of the project plus as an investor in the movie you get access to all kinds of cool perks don't you yeah, I mean, the perk structure is the thing that sort of gets most people's uh, interest initially. And we've got, you know, things like copies of the script, tote bags, T-shirts, um, access to the online premiere. You know, all of this is available on our Kickstarter campaign page. But what's really great is that for, as a filmmaker, I start to talk to the audience for my project before I've actually made the project so I can hear where their questions are coming from or things that are, are landing particularly well with them and we've been doing these fortnightly sessions um, at a weekend where we've been inviting people to just come and meet the team come and talk to the writer talk to the producer um, you know let's hear your version of, of how we might tell this tale so you know obviously the financial support is, is brilliant and that's the the prime motivator um, but the greater benefit is that audience building and getting chance to hear an audience's thoughts before you've committed a frame of film being shot and uh, you know you're passionate as well about this being as eco-friendly as and sustainable as possible which i think is a really important move and one more in the industry should really be taking on board well, the, the the challenge here is, you know, how, how do I look in the mirror and say I want to make a movie about conservation and then go and leave such a carbon footprint in its process of, of telling that story? That would just be hypocritical. So we are adopting a lot of new thinking. Um, we're being incredibly careful about um, travel and transport. Um, we're already monitoring our power consumption in terms of how we work from home remotely. All of our travel is logged. Um, we'll be looking at environmental friendly ways to sort of manage things like you know the catering water consumption mm. on set you know if we're somewhere that's hot and dusty you can't not have the the, the crew taking water on board but there are ways of doing that with uh, a, a minimal a more a, a lesser impact i won't yeah. say because you, you can't the true carbon neutrality is very very difficult to achieve yeah absolutely. but what it's about is trying to use best practice the most insight you know we're, we're taking the albert sustainable model as our minimum that's our our sort of low bar that we're going after um but yeah we're being incredibly sensitive to how we're going to produce this film ethically and sustainably so tell us more about the plot obviously we have the asiatic cheetah at the center of the story but it's kind of a an adventure drama kind of piece isn't it 
It is, yeah. I mean, it, it, it brings into close proximity the challenge between uh, human nature and nature. So you have the animal itself, which is uh, in peril, and it's in peril for a number of reasons. You know, roadkill is actually one of the most significant threats. It also has its prey um, being hunted for those that um, live locally to where the cheetah exists. And, and let's remember the, the human side of the story in this. You know, these are parts of the world that are incredibly different difficult to carve out a life you know so this isn't just about telling people off for um, not being able to conserve the mammal it's understanding how humanity lives alongside those things so it's about how we bring into sharp focus uh, human nature and nature and try and suggest where solutions might 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 come from so you're hoping we're, we're, we're reaching that target which is fantastic people can help and find out more information cheetahthemovie.com forward slash donations now before we finish up I have to ask you what advice would you give for budding filmmakers or producers or directors out there who might be starting out and, and want to kind of I suppose make a name for themselves like you have in the industry I think the one thing, Sinead, is to take advantage of all of the really helpful um, information that's already out there. And I'd really encourage anyone that's considering a career in the screen industries to look at the ScreenSkills.com website. There's careers maps, there's little films, there's vignettes, there's case studies of people we've worked with. There's great description about all the work that we do. We're a very, very broad church. So, you know, anyone that's wanting to get into this industry, I, I don't think has the excuse of they can't find the information now. Yeah. So it's about getting gend up knowing um you know knowing where you're heading keeping yourself informed and using organizations like ours uh, to be that stepping stone in you know that's what we stand ready to do and you know like you you didn't win a bafta and an oscar overnight you got to work from the ground up you got to be a hard grafter like yourself gareth uh, listen it's been such a pleasure chatting to you on the show thank you so much for taking so much time out to chat to me the best of luck with this movie and uh, thanks a million for joining us on the show today my pleasure, Sinead. And remember, cinemas need us. We need to get back into those cinemas as soon as they're open. Oh, we definitely do. June the 7th here, Gareth, we're just, we're, we're chomping at the bit to get back in through the door. So definitely, we, we, we are taking that on board. Listen, thank you so much for joining us today. Take care. Have a Thanks great day. a million. Bye, bye-bye. Gareth Unwin there. Cheetahthemovie.com forward slash donations anything at all tiny bits of money to make this movie happen for Gareth and you could be part of an amazing project there so it's cheetahthemovie.com Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.